0: Hey, good morning, good evening, and good afternoon. It's your guy, Larry, and you just tuning into another episode of Larry's Biblecast. How you guys doing today? Hey, so I just want to um, thank you again for everyone that's tuning in today. And so we're going to be getting into another scripture reading out of Romans chapter three. So we're kind of, you know, kind of, you know, going through the book of Romans, you know, a little slowly. I want to, first of all, let you know that um, on Spotify, if you are a Spotify listener or subscribe to Spotify, look me up. Look me up on Spotify, Larry's Bible Cast. I have some the special Christmas episodes that you only hear on Spotify and um, just some of my favorite music. Um, I do this every year. So every year I do a Christmas episode where I just play some of my favorite Christmas tunes. Uh, some of them are Christmas classics. Um, I, I did, uh, matter of fact, three episodes on there so far. Uh, the first one was the Christmas classics of things like, you know, Holly Jolly Christmas, uh, Nat King Cole, uh, Christmas Story. Um, man, just uh, a few, a, a few good ones <laughs> that I can tell you. Um, And just kind of talking in between some of those selections. Uh, My second episode so far was some Christmas instrumentals that I enjoy. Some some songs uh, from Manheim Steamroller. um, Also some songs from. uh, Oh, goodness. David Foster. Um, as well, uh, Carol of the Bells, and then, uh, even a a song from the Polar Express, a, a animated cartoon that I enjoy listening to. And that was all in an instrumental es- episode. And then my last one, um, was a gospel Christmas episode that included people like, uh, some of my gospel favorites, like Smokey Norfolk, like, uh, Tasha Cobbs Leonard. Um, as well as Fred Hammond, Marvin Sapp, um, just a few, few good, um, uh, gospel artists in that selection of different songs, uh, in with Tori Kelly as actually too, um, joyful, uh, joy to the world, joyful, joyful. And so I will be continuing on some special episodes that if you look forward to them, like if you like Christmas music, like I do, um, keep uh keep your your ears open or just subscribing hopefully you subscribe to this the channel so you can get the notifications um And so I'll be doing more uh, episodes throughout this uh, month of December leading up to Christmas, as well as I'll be going through my devotions of the 14 day Christmas devotions that um, I also have included in some of these episodes. So definitely um, keep your ears open for that. But listen, I'm, you know, just so happy that you're here. And uh, again, throughout the rest of this month into next year, uh, I'll be going through the book of Romans. And so, again, those of you that are listening to me from other ways of, of listening to the podcast, I appreciate you. Glad you're here. And uh, I felt the Lord really leading me to to go through the book of Romans and what what we learn from it. It's been just phenomenal. Just some a lot of basic things on salvation about Jesus Christ. Right. And uh, so, again, this is a wonderful episode. I'm, I'm glad that you're here. And I hope that you get something great out of this episode. All right. So without further ado, thank you again. God bless you and your family. Sit back and relax and enjoy this next episode of Larry's Bible Cast. All right so let's get right into today's bible reading today and I'm so glad that you have joined me uh we we'll we're going to be reading out of the book of Romans chapter 3 verses 21 through uh 21 through 31 so about 10 verses we're going to read today and we'll go through this and talk about it this is a continuation of reading out of the book of Romans so again like like always hopefully you guys are um ready to get into God's word and see what he has to say about um about you know what he has to say today um before we get into this let's have a quick word of prayer uh, before we get into our our reading today father god lord i thank you for waking us up this morning, for letting us see another day, another week. Um, thank you for all my listeners that are listening to me right now. And I pray that this reading today will add a blessing to their lives, a blessing to my life as, as well. Continue to direct and guide me. Um, open up your word to our understanding. Hopefully, uh, we can apply this word to our lives and, and just get some better clarity on what you're saying to us in your word, Lord God. Thank you for your word that gives us life, gives us um, direction and guidance, Lord God. Lord, I also pray that uh, you just continue to help us through this uh, this end of the year, through um, December of 2023 as we embark On a whole nother year, Lord God. And Lord, I just ask right now to continue to keep us uh, stable in our lives, financially, spiritually as well. And give us grace to go through our lives as you have, Lord God. Thank you for being faithful to us all throughout this year. And Lord, we just praise you and we thank you in Jesus name. Amen. All right. So let's get into God's word today. And this one says uh, Christ took our punishment. But now God has shown us a way to be made right with him without keeping the requirements of the law as was promised in the writings of Moses and the prophets long ago. We are made right with God by placing our faith in Jesus Christ. And this is true for everyone who believes no matter who we are. For everyone has sinned. We all fall short of God's glorious standard. Yet God in his grace freely makes us right in his sight. He did this through Christ Jesus when he freed us from the penalty for our sins. For God presented Jesus as, a, as the sacrifice for this for sin. People are made right with God when they believe that Jesus, Jesus sacrificed his life, shedding his blood. This sacrifice shows that God was being fair when he held back. And did not punish those who sinned in past times. For he was looking forward or he was looking ahead and including them in what he would do in this present time. God did, God did this to demonstrate his righteousness. For he himself is fair and just and he makes sinners right in his sight when they believe in Jesus. Verse 27 says, can we boast then that we have done anything to accept by God, be accepted by God? No, because our acquittal is not based on obeying the law. It is based on faith. So we are made right with God through faith and not by obeying the law. After all, is God the God of the Jews only? Isn't he also the God of the Gentiles? Of course he is. There is only one God, and he makes people right with himself only by faith, whether they are Jews or Gentiles. Well, then, if we emphasize faith, does this mean that we can forget about the law? Of course not. In fact, only when we have faith do we truly fulfill the law. Wow. So (laughs) what do you guys think about this? This is... Paul uh, talking to the Jewish people and um, again, I think that this was uh, uh, this was thoroughly explained uh, to us um, about this and I, I I really I really love how um, Paul took the time to to emphasize this. He kind of as you read along here, it seemed like he 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 repeated it. Again, just to overly emphasize that Christ is Christ is our our basically Christ is the acquittal for us. God has given us Christ and and uh, that sacrifice was was done. Let's kind of go through through this again. And uh, I want to go into where he says um, um, one thing that stood out to me was when he says here that it is based on faith. This is in verse 27. It says, can we boast then that we have done anything to a, to be accepted by God? No, because our acquittal is not based on obeying the law. It is based on faith. Um, this is very important for not, no matter who, whether you are a Christian or have been a Christian for a very long time or you are new to the faith um, or e- or even if you have not, if you're listening right now, excuse me and you have not accepted Christ. reading this and I and I I highly recommend um, you go over this again and read this again. Sometimes you know hearing it hearing it being being read is one thing, but I really encourage you that if you are new to the faith, or if you are you haven't accepted Christ please read Romans uh chapter 3 verses 21 to 31 and and read what Paul says this is the bible so i really want want this to sink in and this is one of the reasons why um i i felt led to to really get into the book of Romans and, and and really go into this. Um, I felt like this is something that we all needed need to have um, kind of like the basics of our Christian faith. So, again, back to what I was saying. Um, basically, this is by faith. This is not by obeying or how many good things you do. Now, even though Paul is emphasizing this majority of this passage, he is he is really driving it home that. This is not based on works or 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 completing the law or or how many times you're you're obeying the law or anything of that nature. It is simply based on faith. Another thing to to remember is that this the God's gift of salvation through Christ Jesus has nothing to do with whether you're good or not. As a matter of fact, Christ's death on the cross actually symbolizes or shows that we all are sinners because if we weren't sinners and we didn't need saving or didn't need the grace of God, God wouldn't have sent Christ Jesus, his son to die on the cross. See that right there shows. And and that is also God's way of saying that the judgment has Has come upon all of mankind. Okay. All of mankind. In other words, humankind as we know it from the time of, of, of Adam and Eve to now, we're all, we are all under that judgment that we deserve death, that we deserve to go to hell, that we deserve to be separated from God. God doesn't want to throw you away. God doesn't want to get rid of you. God doesn't want to send you to hell. God doesn't want to be separated from you for all eternity. So what did he do? Like it says here, when he says that he was being entirely fair, right? Um, Let's go to verse 26. He says, for he was looking ahead and including them, meaning those that that sin in times past he was including them in what he would do in this present time God did this to demonstrate his righteousness for he himself is is fair and just and he makes sinners right in his sight when they believe in Jesus I think here it's really showing too in what Paul is saying is that he knew God knew or knows that we can't be right in his sight on our own. We can't do enough good. Um there's a there's a verse in the Bible that says our righteousness are like filthy rags. So even your best attempts to be right, even your best attempts to be morally right, to to not break the law, to not do the things, even that is not good enough for God. Now You may be sitting there wondering, well, how good do I really have to be? Well, first of all, you have to be perfect. You have to be holy. Like God says, he is holy. Be perfect as I am perfect, right? And human, humanly possible. That's not, that's not humanly possible for us because why? Because we were born with a sin nature. Where did that come from? It came from Adam. It came from Adam when he did, when actually Adam and Eve, but it was the fall of man. So when he sinned against God, when he disobeyed God's law or God's command at that time, even though the law wasn't written, what God said or what God commanded way back in the Garden of Eden in Genesis, Adam disobeyed. He disobeyed his command. He disobeyed what God told him not to do. And because he had done that, Then sin entered the world, sin entered all of human, the human race. So maybe you may be listening to me and you're not really agreeing upon Adam, you know, this story of Adam and Eve. Um, Well, why should I have to be punished? Why should I have to take the fall for every that he, what he decided to do? But the problem is, is that we have to understand that. In our, in our nature of who we are, even though you might feel you're good in your nature, in your human nature, you're still bad. And, and I, I used this example once before, but I'll say it again. When you're a child or when you, when we were all children, our parents didn't have to teach us to, to do bad. We naturally did it on our own. They always had to teach you to do right. They always had to teach you, don't touch this, don't do that, don't take this, don't put this in your mouth, don't, don't, you know, a lot of things, a lot of don'ts, <laughs> you know, as you as you remember when you're a kid or even when you, if, if you're an adult like me and you have children, okay, and you have to constantly tell them, you know, uh, correct them. You have to constantly, you have to chastise them, right? You have to guide them. Okay, maybe some maybe chastising is a strong word for some of you, but you have to guide them. And that's how we all are. We have to guide them in in a way that we know that is right things to do. Now, of course, we are their guide. We as human beings or as our parents, as parents, we are now their guide. Right. Where do you get that from? The sense of right and wrong. See, so those are those are the questions that you may have. Well, that's the same way with God. See, God, he has the sense of of right and wrong, of justice, of righteousness. It comes from him. We don't know what that's like. So what he knows to do is that in order for us to be with him when we die, when we go to heaven, we have to be able to, we, we have to, by faith, accept Christ Jesus as our Lord and Savior. And this is why Christ died for us. Christ died for us because we couldn't get to heaven on our own. You can't get to heaven on your own. You have to accept Christ as being the the sacrifice or the or the the go between, the mediator between us and God. So again, I know that this is this is I, I would say bare bones basics of Christianity of salvation. And this is why again, it's very important for us to understand this. It's very important as you as a listener, if you're if you're a, a person that's still dis- trying to decide whether you should believe in God or give your, your heart to God. Those are the, these are the things that you have to we have to really realize that Christ is the way that makes us right with God. If you notice this, what he says here, he says that so we are made made right. With God through faith and not by obeying the law. It's very important um, that we that we see how Christ here. Verse 25. Let me go over this real quick. I know I'm kind of jumping all over the place, but just bear with me. So in verse 25 of Romans chapter three, for God presented Jesus as a sacrifice, as the sacrifice for sin. Okay, people are made right. People are made right with God when they believe that Jesus sacrificed his life, shedding his blood. This sacrifice shows that God was being fair when he held back and did not punish those who sinned in times past. What this is also saying is that that he the the sacrifice that God gave through his son, Jesus Christ, the blood that was sacrificed for us. Has covered even those that sinned in time past, meaning before you and I were ever born, before we were thought of. See, so we have to remember that we have to understand that Jesus Christ is the way to God. Not our our works, not how many good things or good deeds we've done. None of that. None of that. Uh, um, none of that gets us into heaven. So if you're listening to me today and either someone has told you or maybe you might believe that I should be able to get to God on my own merit, it doesn't work like that. Or I should be able to get into heaven just based upon all the good things that I have done, what I consider good. Again, that measurement doesn't work. We have to get in or you have to get in based on your faith in Jesus Christ. The sacrifice, like it says here, and I'll repeat this. Verse again, God. Uh, people are made right with God when they believe that Jesus sacrificed His life, shedding His blood. Okay, it's not us shedding our life or sacrificing our life and shedding our blood. It is Christ. So, I know this is was um, kind of straightforward a little bit for some of you. Hopefully, you you understand this um, pretty good. Uh, well, then, as he as he gets in ends the uh chapter three of Romans, he says, well, then, if we emphasize faith, he says, well, then, if we emphasize faith, does this mean that we can forget about the law? Of course not. In fact, only when we have faith do we truly fulfill the law. This is very interesting. And I'm sure as we read further um Paul is going to go into this in his letter to the Jewish people. In other words, we don't, we have faith in God through Christ Jesus and our salvation is secured through not anything that we have done, but what Christ has done on the cross for us. That's our, that's our security. That's our, our salvation our security of salvation not based on works whether it's less works or more works or or whatever wherever you fall at on on this it's not based on works it's based on your faith say so, so as he says at the end here if since we emphasize faith does this mean that we forget about the law we do not in other words faith should make you faith in the lord faith in in, in Christ Jesus should also regenerate you or, or, or like they say, you being reborn again or being born again or being saved, whatever word or title you want to use for that, it should prepare, it should, um, it should propel you. It should, uh, uh, want to, uh, you know, want to make you or want to uh, uh, encourage you to to fulfill that law or to obey the law of God. So, again, this starts off with accepting the sacrifice that Christ has made in your life. OK, the other thing is by faith. OK, and then as you do that and you really, truly accept him in your heart. That becomes the new birth. That becomes the new relationship with God through Jesus Christ. What does that do? Is it a feeling? No, it's not a feeling. Is it an emotion? It's not an emotion. It is by faith. That means by faith, you believe, you trust. This is why a lot of people, in my opinion, they they miss it because they think that one, it's a bunch of dues and duties that you still have to do. But it's by faith. You accept it. You believe it. And and then as you walk or you have your relationship with God, you begin to act accordingly based on the faith that you have through Christ Jesus, through, through Christ Jesus. Right. The blood that was shed for you, you acknowledge it. You believe it by faith. You trust in it. You put your life in it. And as you walk this life, you begin to operate as a child of God. What does that mean? That what does that mean practically? That means you're praying every day, you're starting your walk and your relationship with the Lord as you begin to grow in him. Reading his word, praying, talking to God. Those are the two things, really. And 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 God will begin to navigate you through this new spiritual life this born again life this saved life he will begin to navigate you he begin to 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 guide you through the course of the rest of your life while you're here see do you still worry about whether you're going to get into heaven or not? Or whether you're going to be eternally uh, separated from God if you mess up? No, because you know that by faith, I might I place my faith and my trust in what Christ did. Listen, I will say this. I will say this. Some of us, all of us at some point have, have put our confidence and faith in something. We maybe who have said, might have said that, um, well, based on what I've, what I've read or based on what I've heard, or maybe someone told me this certain thing, then I placed my trust on, and I believed in what they said. I believe in what I've read. I believe in what I saw, whatever it was in your life, you trusted that. And based on what you trusted and based on what you heard or what you believe, you began to operate in that based upon that. And that's the same thing it is with this. Listen, none of us include myself included. And, and I'm sure I'm, I can definitely with confidence tell you that none of us were around the time when Christ died on the cross. We did not physically, we were not physically there. We are all, we have the knowledge of this based on God's Word. Your faith in what God is saying in God's Word in the Bible makes the the activation of your faith possible right now. Based upon what we just read out of Romans 3 verses 21 through 31, If you believe this and you put your trust in this, in other words, if you were like, like uh, I've heard a pastor say this, if you were to die right now and you stand before God, you're standing before God and God is telling you, why should I let you into my heaven? Why should I allow you in my presence? What are you going to say? based on your word based on the word that i received by faith and what jesus christ has done for me on the cross this, the blood that was shed for me you sent him on the cross for me and i accepted his blood his shedding of his blood i accepted his death on the cross as a sacrifice so therefore not based on anything that i that i felt i'm good enough to enter into your heaven but based on what you have done on the cross, what you have sent your son, Jesus Christ on the cross to die for me. So that right there is the reason why I feel like I should, I, I am, I was, I am, uh, why you should allow me into heaven. You see, it's based upon what you've read. It's based upon what you're hearing right now. It is by faith, your trust, you, you are trusting in this. See. And it's the same thing as no other different. Now, some of you may be thinking, "Well, what if I'm wrong? What, what if what I've read or whatever, what I've just heard is wrong? If what if I die and I don't go to heaven? First of all, if you don't go to heaven, there's no way you can come back and tell me that I was that this is wrong, okay? But second of all, here's the thing, and I've and I've explained this once before to someone. If you're a betting person, you place your bet that what, I, what you've read right now, say in Romans chapter three, verses 21 through, through 31, is I'm basing it to be true. I'm placing my faith in it. I trust this. I trust that this is not a lie. Okay? And you begin to live out your life with, just say it was a lie. The worst thing that can happen to you Is that you lived your life as a good person and you passed from this life and there was no there was no existence of heaven or hell. So you lived a good life. You believed in God, even though you didn't see God, but you believed in his word and whether or not you whether or not the word was true or not. You lived this life with as being a good person and that's all that you would ever have lost. But if you if you took this and you didn't believe it, you didn't place your faith in it, you didn't trust in it, you didn't trust that Jesus Christ was the way, the truth, and the life, the way to God, the way as your sacrifice to, to be with God for all eternity, and you, you took it as a lie, you took it as I don't believe it, then guess what? What if you die and you stand before this holy God? And you find out that everything that you just heard, everything that we just read was true. Then you've lost all eternity. See? I think that what a lot of us don't believe and, 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 and what's hard for us to believe is that we don't see God. We weren't during, we weren't around during the time Jesus Christ died on the cross. We weren't even ri- around when the Bible was written. And also, We don't even know whether heaven and hell is real. (laughs) In other words, what I'm saying to you is not the fact that you see things physically or visibly, but everything is by faith. Everything is trusting that is true, though you don't see it, though you don't see the evidence of it. See, now, of course, God, there is evidence that there is a God. There is there is physical evidence that, that there is a god. Though we live in a world in a society that will argue against it. They will say, well there's no such thing as a creator or there is a there is a heaven or hell or there is a god because of this that and the other. There's a lot of arguments out there for that. But again, faith debunks all that. Faith goes against all those things that people will argue with you about they can give you all kind of arguments about the 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 non-existence of a god uh why the bible's not true why you shouldn't trust the bible why you shouldn't trust that christ is is the only way to god There, there will be so many arguments out there but again what i love about what paul is saying is that verse 28 it says so we are made right with God through what faith okay faith is 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 a is is a lot in this passage of scripture that we read verse 27 it says it is based on what faith okay so and and then again he mentioned it he mentions it several times in here we What it says here, people are made right with God when they believe that Jesus Christ sacrificed his life and shedding his blood. This right here, people are made right with God when they what? Believe. We believe in a lot of things in this life. But here is one that we are talked about or Paul talks about believing. Verse 22. It says we are made right with God by placing our what faith in Jesus Christ. Faith. So this is where that separates all the arguments and all the hesitation or all the doubts about anything. It's all about what you place your faith in, what you place your trust in. Are you willing to place your life in? In this one thing, and that is that Jesus Christ died on the cross. He, he was made a sacrifice. Again, as, as, as the scripture is saying here, he is made right by this, uh, God. When, when people are made right with God, when they believe that Jesus sacrificed his life and shedding his blood is very important. Very important. This passage of scripture will either help you to become a Christian, a child of God, or it will turn you the other way. You can either believe what you've read or you cannot believe what we've read. The choice is still up to you. So we're going to take a quick break after this. And I got a few bit more, I got a little bit more to share with you. Hey, everyone, this is your guy, Larry from Larry's Bible Cast. So hopefully you're enjoying this episode that you're currently listening to right now. I wanted to share around this time of year, this is around the Christmas season or what people um, call Advent, which is the um, coming of Christ. And so part of this uh, this season, um, I wanted to read uh, something uh, from the Bible um about advent and so Jesus is it says Jesus is Lord advent is a time of spiritual reflection and communion with God through acknowledging and confessing Jesus as the son of God The scripture says all who declare that Jesus is the son of God have God living in them and they live in God So in this devotional about acknowledging Jesus. Let's read this. The average person makes over 35,000 decisions a day. That's an average of 1,500 decisions an hour if you are awake for 24 hours. From opening your eyes and getting out of bed and choosing to read this sentence, your life is composed of thousands of seemingly small decisions that shape the course of your day. Every decision we make matters. But the most important decision we will ever make is whether we choose to follow Jesus Christ. Believing in Jesus not only changes our life on earth, but also determines our life for eternity. Those who believe in and follow Jesus will join him in heaven one day. Choosing to believe and follow Jesus changes everything. We're not only saved for eternity, but we also get to have a relationship with God today. We have the, this assurance because God lives in us and we live in him. God's word says that when we believe in him, the spirit of God lives within us, empowering us to live according to God's will. Wherever we go and whatever we do in life, God will always be with us. Since we have a relationship with Him, we could talk with Him anytime. His Spirit will grant us peace, and when we're fearful and grace, when we mess up. This Advent season, as we prepare our hearts to celebrate His birth, let's ponder the profound impact of acknowledging Jesus Christ in our lives. May our acknowledge, acknowledgement of Jesus not merely be a proclamation but a lifestyle, an embodiment of love, grace and hope he brings into our lives and the lives of those around us. So as I read this, I hope that this was something that you might have thought about this around around this time of uh, season, Christmas season. Again, as I've always said, it's not just about the gifts. It's not just about the Running 2 and 4 uh, trying to get things done for the holiday season, uh, you know, visiting relatives and, and things. All that is very good. All those things are exciting. But let's not forget the most important thing as believers. And that is receiving Christ Jesus in your, in your heart. Receiving him as Lord and confessing him. Confessing, You know, the Bible says that if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that you will be saved. If you're listening to this right now and you still haven't made that decision or maybe you're thinking about making that decision, please don't wait. Don't wait till it's too late. Don't wait till something bad or tragic happens. Don't wait until possibly something else is going on. Make that decision today. I pray that you give your heart and your life as a gift to him. As he gave his life for us. Amen. God bless you. Have a wonderful day. And continue to enjoy this episode of Larry's Bible Cast. So welcome back. So um, again, as always, like I told you, I want to thank you, first of all, for uh, taking this time to listen to this uh, this episode. And um, as always, um, I want to always, um, before leaving, I always want to give you an opportunity to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Um, again, I know that you you could hear this from anywhere, any pulpit in the church, um, if they, if they talk about salvation, but I want you, as you're listening to this, also consider this yourself. Um, let this be an opportunity this year to, to make that decision. This is the most important decision that you can make in your life. And I'm talking about why you're living here. Um, what Christ, what is, what does it do for you When you accept the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal savior today, like right now. Well, first of all, the life that you live, um, whether it's the lifestyle that you live or the way you live, whether it's where you feel is good or bad. um, If you allow God to come into your life, allow Christ, excuse me, allow Christ Jesus to come in and make his home with you in your heart. Let him direct you and guide you throughout the rest of your life. Okay, I don't care what age you are, uh, whether you're young or old or middle age. It doesn't matter. Um, Let God um, give God a chance to come in your life and begin to 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 guide you, direct you. Some some of you out there may not had a a good role model, maybe didn't wasn't raised in a good home. Maybe you had a, a rough life. Maybe you're listening to me and you've never had someone to to tell you the you know right from wrong or maybe you you made a lot of bad decisions but one thing I I will tell you is God doesn't judge you God doesn't hold hold you um hold judgment against you he wants to love you he wants you to to he wants to come into your life and a lot of times we we make our own decisions and we we put our our ourselves in so many different predicaments in life without God's direction and guidance and and that's not what god wants for you god doesn't want that for you just like he doesn't want it for me if you never trusted God to come in your life i i I encourage you right now to to ask him sincerely ask him from your heart I want you to come into my life i want you to to guide me. I, I'm tired of living the way I live. I'm living or I'm tired of making the decisions that I'm making. I, I I want my life to mean something. You know, God wants the best for you. And whether you believe it or not, whether you even believe what I'm saying or not, I this is why I'm telling you that I think you you should take that challenge Your own, not just because I'm telling you, give it a chance. Don't believe me. Try it. And that way you can say for yourself, okay, I've, I've, I've tried it. I've tried it. I've, 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 uh, I've, you know, accepted Christ into my life. And this is how my life went. Now I will tell you, tell you this all depends because I don't have the answer for every single thing, but It doesn't always mean that your life will be perfect. Doesn't mean that you won't make mistakes. Doesn't mean that uh, your life will just all of a sudden you be rich and famous or whatever you might be thinking. But you'll get that peace and that peace that God gives you. And he'll give us get a sense of his presence in your life. No matter what walk of life you are currently going through. He wants you. He wants all of you. He wants your heart, your soul, your mind. And he wants you to give that to him. Don't hold nothing back. So why don't we take this short time right now before I end this to pray real quick. You don't have to repeat exactly what I'm saying, but just pray sort of like this. God, I come to you right now and I ask right now that you you come into my life, come into my heart. I want to give my life to you, God. I want to believe in you. I want to trust in you. God, I know that the way to to have a relationship with you is through your son, Jesus Christ. And Lord, I I accept by faith. I, I receive by faith the sacrifice that you gave me by by allowing him to be the sacrifice Sacrificing his life for me. Shedding the blood. That he shed for me. Dying for me. And him raised into life again. God I believe that you love me. Because you you gave your son to me. As a sacrifice. And Lord I'm asking you with all my heart. That I, I believe. And I have faith. And I trust. In this sacrifice. and this salvation. And right now. I believe that. I believe that within my heart. I believe that with all my being, I accept you. I accept you in my life. And from this point on, I want to begin to walk with you, serve you and whatever it is that you desire of me. I repent of my sins. I turn from the the ways that I used to live or the way I used to live according to this world. And I want to follow you. I want you to guide me and I want you to direct me again. I love you and I thank you for, for accepting me, for accepting me as my, as, as your son and your, or your daughter. Thank you so much for loving me and giving me grace in Jesus name. Amen. Again, whether you prayed it just like I did or somewhere like it, it doesn't matter But as long as you gave your heart to the Lord, as long as you sincerely did that, then guess what? By faith, and I emphasize that, you trusting that you are now accepted in in, in his presence. You are now a son or daughter of God. He loves you and he no longer judges you of your past, whether it was just a minute ago whether it's just a few months ago or a year from now or whatever. Am I saying that you're going to make all the right decisions? You're probably not. But at the same time, you're constantly in that walk toward him. Anytime you make a mistake, anytime you fall, meaning that if you fall into sin, ask God to help you and ask for forgiveness. God, forgive me. I fell again. Forgive me. I made this mistake again. Help me not to do it no more. What I tell you from there is constantly talk to him. Even if you you feel ashamed, go back and talk to him and say, God, I'm sorry. Forgive me. And guess what? By faith, God will forgive you. I implore you to read God's word. Feel your heart, and your mind with the Bible. This is nothing to sell you. This is nothing to sell you some kind of book. This is the Bible. You can read it anywhere. You can read it. You can get it online. You can get it on your phone now. So many ways you can read God's word. I encourage you to do that. I encourage you each and every day. To talk to him. Say something to him. I encourage you to do that. And before we close. I want to read to you. A devotional. Um, that I've been reading. Um, it's called. It's 14. The 14 day. Christmas devotional. And. This one is in day seven. It's called Emmanuel. And and mind you, this is because it's Advent and it's around the Christmas holiday. So um, let me read this to you real quick before we close. When a child feels disturbed or distressed, their first reaction is to look or cry for mom or dad. A parent's presence has a comforting effect on a discomfort little one. In the promise of Jesus Christ's birth, we find... The same kind of comfort for our lives. One of the names God assigned his son and announced to us at his coming is Emmanuel, which means God is with us. This name teaches us many truths about God's nature and commitment to us. It helps us to see that God does not distance himself from people. In the birth of Jesus Christ, God stepped into our our world to provide us with all the benefits of his presence and power. He came to be with us. What are the benefits of God's presence? Let's take a look at a few of them. Because he is with us, we have nothing to fear. Because he is with us, we are never alone. Because he is with us. We have a guide to lead us. Because he is with us. No situation is impossible or hopeless. Because he is with us. His help is always available. Because he is with us. We can rest securely in his care. Because he is with us. No enemy can defeat us. Because he is with us. He is our ever vigilant protector. Because he is with us. We can resist temptation because he is with us. We always have someone who will listen to us. This Christmas, consider all the blessings that are available to you because Jesus is your Emmanuel. If you if you have never asked him into your life, do it now. The Lord wants to be your eternal companion. Amen. And with that, we'll read out of Matthew chapter one, verse 23. And it says, look, the virgin will conceive a child. She will give birth to his son and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. In short, when Jesus Christ was born, that was the name. That was one of the names that he was given, which means God is with us. This was a, a, a an awesome a a turning point in the world that we all live in today. As we celebrate Christmas, as we see the coming of Christmas, we should be also thinking about the birth of Christ. When Christ was born, during this time where we're giving gifts, where we we're sharing gifts, um, we should think about God. Given us the gift of His Son, Jesus Christ. We see the Nativity scene sometimes on the on the on the lawns, on the house lawns, as we go by the, with the Christmas decorations. The star that's above the Christmas trees symbolizes the star that the wise men seen in Bethlehem or in Jerusalem as they saw the star, which was a signal or a leading them to where the 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 newborn jesus would be christ would be um it was a sign it was a it was a, a, a what do you call it Ast- astrology Ast- like for astronomy it was a sign then god used so many different things that signified his coming for us the angels that 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 sung that Praise the Lord in front of the shepherds, announcing glory to God in the highest, you know, peace on earth. We hear that in some of our Christmas songs. So listen, I know that this holiday is a number of things, whether it's about gifts, about family, having dinner, um, all kind of wonderful things that that I I definitely I enjoy too. But I want you to continue to uh, put Christ in your heart this Christmas. Share share His message with someone. If you are listening to me and you already are saved, you are already born again. Tell share your testimony with someone and let them know how God has changed your life. Be, be someone that is used by the Lord to lead someone else to Christ this Christmas. And with all, right, be, with all that being said, I want to thank you again for tuning in. Thank you for allowing me to, to have this time. I hope and pray that this uh, scripture reading was a blessing and added a blessing to your life and and I pray that it changed your life. I pray that you made that decision to follow Christ, to follow God through Jesus Christ, through His Son. I encourage you again that this was the this is, if you made that decision, that's the best decision you could ever have made in your entire life. And if I don't ever meet you on this side, I hope to meet you in heaven one day. Again, God bless you. God bless your family. And until he comes. We'll continue to talk about the book of Romans and other stories in the Bible. All right. Have a wonderful and awesome week going forward. I'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye.